Morning. Good morning. Hey, do we have those pictures from Burundi? Uh, I think, didn't I forward them to you, uh, Charles? We had them, we sat, I, I remember forwarding them. I just got a note from uh, Costa is our partner. Uh, he's from South Africa, but he's in Burundi, been in Burundi for a week. Uh, we're partnering with them. Um, and God had given some words. Some of you are on a prayer network that pray, been praying and, and uh, uh, he just, he preached there this morning. There's six or seven hours ahead of us. So uh, God showed up. They had multiple number of healings uh, in the church this morning. And uh, God's power was very present. I don't, I don't know if we had uh, uh, pictures of it, but wanted to celebrate. Pray for him. He travels back to South Africa tomorrow. <clears throat> he's in for a complete knee replacement in May. And so he's on a hobbled leg uh, but he's a warrior, and uh, he's been there. And we're going back, the Lord willing, we go back in July. Uh, so uh, we're excited about what God's doing in, in Burundi, and we're glad that he saved a little bit for us here in Cape Coral. Amen? He was here in worship, so I'm blessed that, uh, that he was here. So this is a picture. And so just also to remind you that many of you gave and sacrificed to put that new roof uh, on the church. They're doing a, a couple's renewal that we paid for uh, from our missions to supply them with all the resources and stuff. And then Costa did the teaching. This is Pastor Anani. He and his wife, Clarette, uh, lead the church. And so uh, there, this is uh, a special night. The church would normally be in rows and filled with hundreds of people. So uh, bless him, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So a couple, just a, a heads up, we got $6,600 given towards Ukraine with a matching gift of 10000 so we're really at twelve. So, so we're going to give uh, one more weekend, if you'd like to sow to that. Just write Ukraine on your check or, or mark it uh, online. Um, we, uh, uh, we're going to do that through Convoy of Hope, where we sponsor the children. So uh, we're grateful uh, to God to uh, participate and, and praying for the uh, three vineyards that are there puts a face on it for me, uh, knowing that there's a church there just like us uh, at the vineyard. So Joshua, we're in uh, the book of Joshua and we're following them. You know, 34 times the Jordan River is mentioned in the first four chapters. You think that might be a significant crossing in the life of Israel 34 times because the build up to it is this massive new beginning of a step of faith into the flooded waters of the Jordan with over a million men women babies children crossing the river I mean it is one of those moments that is just it's like the parting of the Red Sea in the book of Exodus except this is not leaving uh, bondage. This is entering into the promises that God has for his people. So I want to kind of pick up the story. Last week we talked about following the will of God and the way God guides. I, I mean, other than salvation, which is obviously ultimately everything, there is no blessing greater in my life than the sense that God is guiding. I just couldn't, you know, he's not my co-pilot. He's the pilot. He's the captain. You know, I'm, I'm not even first mate, but I'm least on the ship. I'm happy to be on the ship. And so his guidance is such a gracious thing to be able to say, not that way, mm-mm, this way. 
go here. And so this morning, we're going to follow Israel as they have this miracle victory of crossing the Jordan. I want to pick up the story in chapter 3. We'll uh, start in verse 17, the last verse. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan. While all of Israel passed by, the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. It's interesting in chapter 4, verse 10, it says, and they hurried across. I mean, I love the humanness of that. It's like, Johnny, get up here. Hurry up. But mommy, I wanted the time. No, get there. No. You're the, I mean, you're, you, you're, in, you're walking through death. You're dying. It's one of those experiences that without God, you're dead. You're drowned. The Egyptian army found that out when they tried to cross the Red Sea. Uh, they hurried across. On dry ground, they hurried across. Now in verse uh, 1 of chapter 4, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people. Of course, there was twelve tribes. And tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan from from the right from right where the priest had stood and carry them with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight then he goes down he kind of rehearses crossing the jordan again and it's a big deal and i want to pick it up again god reminds him again to do this with the stones and in verse uh, uh, 19 of chapter 4 on the 10th day of the first month the people went up from the jordan and camped at gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho, it's looming, the, 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 the fortress that they've got to attack. It's, it's, in, it's almost in sight now. Verse 20, Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants or your children or your grandchildren, when they ask their fathers, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel. Cross the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed. He did it again. This morning I want to talk to you about 12 stones. These stones are a memorial that God said... I don't want you to forget. You think, how could you ever forget the miracle of crossing a river with water held up? How do you? Because human nature, some reason we have a capacity to forget. We just have a, 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 a or let me say it this way negatively. We have a much stronger ability to remember bad things than we do to celebrate good things. Is that not true? Come on. I mean, you don't need any encouragement to, 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 to remember the painful journey you had to go through or the hard circumstances you went through or the life went bad. And, and you, you, we can call that up without the Holy Spirit. We don't need help to remember painful stuff. We don't need help to remember failures. The enemy loves to remind us of our failures and our shame. He loves to remind us of our pain and all the heartache. He loves to bring, it's just something, it's like our mind is like a factory that produces painful memories that we can be healed from and restored. And one of the ways you get healed from that 
is learning to practice the 12 stones. They're a memorial that says God did something that I could have never done on my own. God did something in my life, in my family. God did something that I'm going to put a stone pile here and I'm going to remember it for the days to come. Now, when you, I want you to think of three points of, that we'll cover this morning. First is, do you have something to celebrate? Is there anything in your life that God's done that you have a pile of stones that you can go back to remember and celebrate? Do you have anything in your life that you can go back to remember, celebrate, and teach your children? And do you have anything you can go back to celebrate, remember, and point to a future and say, do it again, God? If you don't have a pile of stones, you got nothing to celebrate. Now, let me just show you a, a fresh pile of stones in my life, uh, if, if they'll throw the picture up there. It, it, it doesn't do justice to, uh, um, have you got it? No, there. Okay, you can't really see. I don't know why the scripture's on there. Take this, can you take the scripture off? You're blocking my pile there. Thank you. Now, that's about, that's that. That much I did pretty much with a sledgehammer. 65, swung a sledgehammer, paying for it today. (laughs) Went the next day, got a jackhammer. Should have had the jackhammer before the sledgehammer. Jackhammer's not a lot better on the pinched nerve in the neck. Not a lot better. The only thing better than the jackhammer was three quarters of the way through the job. My wife thought I was going to die. It might have been true. And she sends the word out to the whole family. Somebody come help dad or grandpa. Grandson calls, who's a horse of a young man, six foot two, does this stuff for a living. He says, I'm on my way, grandpa. And he gets there and he says, grandpa, the young bull's here. You can just step back. He ran that jackhammer like it was a butter knife through butter and broke the rock. I mean, I, I just sat there and watched him and amazed and just thought, I wasn't even that strong at his age. But I still have a pile of stones that I, I'm 65 and I got a, I got a pile of a memory right there. And I, my, I didn't forget it all night, couldn't sleep, pain in my neck, pinched nerve. And so, but I got a memory and a pile of stones. But the pile I want to talk to you today about is do you have a pile of stones in your life that has a history with God that you can reference? God did something that I got to give him praise for because there's no other explanation. Now, maybe you got a, a pile of stones where you came to Jesus and, 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 and you got a story to tell. I don't care whether it was a dramatic story or as a young child, you just realized. But when you come to Jesus, you start the pile. You got a pile that says, God did something I never could have done. God saved me, forgave me, healed me, restored. Now, you don't stop at the pile. Like when Israel crossed the Jordan, they didn't camp out around the pile. But you know, when they went to fight at Jericho, they remembered the pile of the 12 stones that God parted the Jordan River and I walked across it. 1975, October 14th, I walked the aisle of the Community Baptist Church or Briarcliff Baptist back then. I walked the aisle and stood in the front and said, Jesus, take my life and take all of me. I'd been crying out to God on my knees in my dorm bed at forestry school. I'd been crying out with an open Bible in front of me with tears dripping on it, saying, God, 
I don't know if you're real, but when I walked that aisle that day, I crossed that Jordan, I started a pile of stones. And that pile never's gone away. Because I go back. Now, I don't have to keep going back getting saved again. I go back and say, do it again, Jesus. Do it again. If you, if you took a hold of me then, you can take a hold of me now. If you can take a hold of an 18-year-old druggie, you can take a hold of my children that have gone astray, my grandchildren, my friends. I got a memorial that says God does what we can't. Grace. But I don't just live in the past with a story. It's a story to tell my children and children's children. And it's a signpost that says God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he started a pile of stones back then, it didn't exhaust his blessings. And when I said, I'll, I'll get baptized in December 23rd, 1975 in the Gulf of Mexico, and who knows what the temperature was. Bone chilling for a Florida boy. It was probably somewhere around 60 degrees. But that's bone, that's like chip the ice off bone cold. I'm still wet. I'm still wet. How many years ago is that? That's like over 45 years ago. And I'm still wet. Do I stumble? Yes. Do I fail? Yes. But I go back. I got a big pile of stones that the Holy Spirit visited me in those cold waters. When he put me down, the Holy Spirit came down with me. When I came up out of that water, the Holy Spirit did a work in me that I've never had anything to compare to it since. But I've always... I've always referenced that beginning place. I've had more experiences, but that was the first. That was the impartation. That was the anointing that God said, I've got more for you, son. Yes, I was saved, but God had more. He's do it again. So I go back to that, not to live off of that. That would be idolatry. I go back to the pile of stones to say, God, if you did it then, do it today. Do it on Palm Sunday when we baptize people at the church. Some of you haven't been back. You don't have a pile of stones for your baptism. You might have a baby pile where your mama or your grandparents took you to the, the priest and said, we want to baptize our baby. You got no story in that. You got no skin in the game. In chapter five, when it, before they go to fight Jericho, they take flint knives and all the males are circumcised. I, you, you, I couldn't even, no anesthesia. This is just, you talk about putting skin in the game. They put skin in the game. Read about it. You think I'm making it up? There was so much skin, they had a whole mountain hill and they named it. Four skin hill. You think, read it, chapter five. That's what baptism is meant to be a picture of. A knife that comes and cuts the cords of what I was so I could be what he's called me to be. When I got baptized, he cut the cords of the world, the flesh and the devil. Now, was I instant anything? No, but it was that mark. God marked me that I belonged to him. And if you ask me today, if I'm still wet, I'm still wet, I'm still wet and I'll never dry out. It, it, it's, 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 a, it's a pile of stones. It's history with God. And then you go on and walk with Jesus and you have those dark nights of the soul where you go through pain and tragedy and heartache and God is faithful and he puts his arms around and he brings me through the dark valley and I got a pile of stones. When you bury people you love 
And you see God's grace is enough. You make a pile of stones that says he still raises the dead. Buried in the hope of the resurrection. It's a pile of stones. You can say, well, that's depressing. No, it's faith that can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. Do you have a history in God? You can't live off of somebody else's pile of stones. You've got to get your own. You can't go to the river and say, hey, you know, somebody can, no, you're one of the 12. Go get your own stone. You've got to have a marker. You've got to have a surrender. You've got to have a sacrifice. You've got to have a story. Go get your own stone. Start. Maybe some of you will start with your first stone today in the pile of your history with God. That you'll be able to look back in a month. Say, look, I started my journey with Christ on March 20th, 2022 at the Vineyard Community Church. They rang the bell. And I began my journey of following Jesus. I started my pile so that I got something to tell my children. I got some, you know, I had a, a friend of mine years ago, his daddy was a judge and, and he helped us out in something, a kind, godly man. And uh, uh, he, he told me a story one day, the dad did, about being in the Korean War. And in the Korean War, I, I can't, I think he was in the Marine Corps, but he was a lieutenant and leading a group of, I don't know, it was 15 or 20 uh, soldiers and they were trapped and they were, uh, it didn't look like there was any way to get out alive. That there was just no, uh, uh, there was no way, no way out. And so he, he said he, he, he prayed the first time he'd ever really ever prayed a prayer. He said, dear God, if you'll get my men out safely. I didn't even ask for himself. He said, I'll, I'll surrender my life to you and follow you the rest of my life. And guess what God did? He got every man out miraculously, and he held up his bargain. But you know what he didn't do? I was talking to one of his sons I played football with, and this is years later, and I'm now a believer, and I said to his son who needed, I said, did your dad ever tell you the story about being in North Korea and trapped or South Korea and, and the Korean War? And just He goes, he's never mentioned that. I just thought, that's so sad because that generation is like, you know, I get it. They don't want to brag. They don't want to. But you brag on the stones. You brag on what God did. You didn't do anything. You just said, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, help. And God helped you. That's not pride to tell your children, to tell your friends what God has done in your life. Now, if you've got nothing to tell, then you've got nothing to tell. You got no story. You got no pile of stones. You're going to have a gravestone someday that's going to have on there nothing God did unusual in their life. Period. Because you didn't let him. I'm not saying you got to do something beyond TV or but but that faithful walk with God, that mother that's prayed her children through, that that dad that's wept and, and believed God when his children had gone astray, that, that fighting for God, fighting for that marriage when you wanted to give up. My father-in-law sent me a note. He listens every week. He said, you know, Jamie, we got a pile of stones and you're one of the stones in the pile. And I had to think about that for a minute. I caused a lot of pain in their hearts. And they believed for me. They stood and didn't give up. And I'm glad to be in that pile. 
I'm glad to have my name on one of those rocks that God did something that no human could have done. That's what the pile means. It's something that you celebrate when times are hard. Go back to the pile. When you're discouraged and you don't know if you can, go back to your pile. When you don't know about how you're gonna get through, go back to your pile and say, God, thank you for what you did. And thank you for what you're gonna do. Do it again. Do it again. I'm so, my wife and I, we talk about this. We're so jealous that we want the next generation to experience the things of God that we have, the moves of his spirit. We're part of a denomination called the Vineyard that have had precious moves of God in many, many, many vineyards. They, they live off of what God used to do. We want to be a movement that lives off of what God's doing now. We celebrate what he did. We remember what Jesus said it this way. As often as you eat this bread next week, we'll have communion together. And those of you online, please let us know. If you take communion with us, we'd love to send you a communion kit. And uh, we've got to know you're, you're watching. You've got to send us your name and address and say, hey, I'm watching. And we'll send you a communion set on Monday. But we'll take communion next week. It's the Passover that in the next chapter, they both have circumcision, which is water baptism, and they have Passover before Jericho, which is communion. We're getting ready for Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday, we're going to have the Jericho march. We're going to baptize people. We're going to baptize whole households. That's my faith. I don't know who they are. There's no one that I know of yet, but I'm believing we're going to baptize a mom, a dad, a child, maybe the dog too. We're going to get the whole family. Cats, not so much try to put a cat in the water. It's like getting some of you baptized. You might be part cat. I identify as a cat. I hate water. I can't get baptized. We'll help you get over that. Three grown men can hold you under. Oh, I don't know. That, that would be awful. I, w- I would be nervous. I, I don't want to embarrass my family that I was baptized as a baby and I don't want to hurt their feelings. You hurt their feelings when you got arrested. You didn't worry about it then. You hurt their feelings on your second divorce. You didn't worry about it then. I'm not all that worried about hurting your parents' feelings. I'm sorry if they can't get it that you got to have your own walk with Jesus and you can't have their walk that they had. you got to have your own walk. Getting baptized as a baby was their decision, not yours. Bible says it's a believer's baptism. You choose what now. My our babies, four years old, got baptized at four in the Gulf of Mexico. We baptized young, but they gotta know Jesus. She came up out of the water in front of the whole church. We gathered in a big circle. I'd have a tie on on the beach. We'd have a guitar. I'm not saying we were smart, but we were bold. So it been a lot better to have shorts on and chill and not look so weird and religious. But anyway, we were out there. People would scoot over in their blankets, and we'd be there in a big circle. She comes up out of the water. I said, what was it like getting baptized in front of everybody? She said, I felt like Jesus coming out of the grave. Four. She started her pile of stones at four. And if you don't think she hadn't had a path back to that pile and walking through pain, walking through heartache, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do it again, Jesus. Do it again. 
I want you to start a pile. I want you to make a sacrifice, surrender. Some of you started piles when you learned to be generous with your finances. I remember that wall right there is covered with handprints. It's covered hundreds of prints. We did a fundraiser to remodel this building, and some of your hands are on that wall right there. One of my heroes, he's in a, he's a, a, a spinal cord injury uh, and restricted to a wheelchair, and he, his smudge mark is right over there right by the chair rail because he can't open his hand, but he put his smudge mark on that wall. He put skin in the game. There's a pile of stones represented in that wall that paid for this remodel of this building, and that's, that's, a, that's a memorial. That's, that's, a, that's a, now you can't see, I don't care that you can't see them. It was hard to paint over them, I'll be honest. I, I, want, I wanted to leave them. I loved looking at the hands on the, we had hands on step ladders. People had to go all the way up to get up top to get their hand up. We had so many hands on that wall. And the hand meant, I'm all in to see this, this facility get remodeled. It, it, when we ring that bell, that's another stone in the pile. I don't care if it's a child's stone or there's no baby stones. Someone comes to Jesus, it's a stone. So a marriage gets mended, it's a stone in the pile. Some of you got piles of stones, you just stop celebrating them. My wife and I have learned the discipline over the years of celebrating what God does. We'll just take time together, it might be over a meal, and we'll remember back. It could be our early days and how did we survive? How did we, we had nothing and didn't know better that we weren't supposed to have anything. And we just, we remember the faithfulness of God and we tell stories to each other and savoring experiences of serving God or trips that we've been on. We remember, I remember, I'll just think back through how she looked as a bride walking down the aisle with her daddy and they were both chewing gum. And so we just... <laughs> You can't take the Massachusetts out of some people. So they're just coming down the aisle. And, and, and I just, how beautiful she looks. And, and then I'll tell her, you just as pretty, if not prettier now than you were then. That's a stone on the pile. Someday your kids are having trouble in their marriage. You just walk them to your pile. And we wept through this pile right here. You can make it. Don't give up. God was faithful to me. I want you to have your own pile so you can say he's been faithful to me. You can't live off your grandpa's pile. You can't live off your mama's pile. You can celebrate what God did. You can be challenged by it. You gotta have your own pile. You can't rent a rock. That's what, that's what religious people do. They just manufacture up. They just do a religious, they're faux rocks. You know, they're, 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 they're really just plastic. There's no substance to them, but it looks like a real pile. But it can't sustain any storms. It'll be washed away with the floods. You want a pile that isn't gonna wash away because what God does lasts. What God does should be remembered. I do a book of, this is my book of remembrance. It's my journal. We'll teach on it here in April. Uh, uh, we'll do a course on how to hear God and how to journal. And if you haven't learned how to do that, some of you know how to do it, you just don't. But, but I, I record what God does. And, and I'll record today the 12 stones. And if God said something to you today, I'd put it in the journal. And I was journaling at four this morning because I couldn't sleep because I got a pinched nerve from swinging that stupid sledgehammer. It's not that I was spiritual, trust me. I wanted to be asleep. 
But I was in this journal and I was saying, God, what, what? And he, he gave me some words for this morning. He gave me encouragement that there's going to be people here that start a pile today. And I'll go back and reference that. And that the, the, the lady that stood here in the front row in the first service and said, I say yes to Jesus is my Lord. She started a pile of stones. And I just said, do it again, Lord. He's not out of stones. He didn't run it. Have you ever been to a river? River, you'll never run out of stones in a river. God's river is filled with stones. He's just waiting on somebody to cross it and go get a stone and say, I made it. I made it. I, I, I'm still standing I've been knocked down, but I got up. I got a pile that says God's faithful. I got a pile that says God's good. I got a pile that says nothing's too difficult for God. I got a pile that says God answers prayers. So I write it down and it's helpful for me. And I, I would just recommend, I couldn't more strongly go, other than having a Bible, getting a blank book. It doesn't have to be fancy smancy like mine. This should be a simple ledger book, but blank. And you make it your time with God, your, your dream that you had, your sense that you got from God, your promises, the whispers of God, the scriptures that God shows you. And, you know, uh, the 10 things you're worrying about the most that you make your prayer. I turn my worries into my prayer list. You say, how do you make a prayer list? Just write down stuff that you're worrying about and start talking to God about it. That's a prayer list. It doesn't have to be rocket science. But this is the most important book in my life other than the Bible. Is it, it's because it's my history with God. It's my struggles, it's my fears, it's my heartaches, it's his promises, it's his goodness. And I use it as just a tool to put on paper. This is, there's piles of stones in this book because this book is the ultimate 12 stones. It's God's promises, God's faithfulness, God's word. So this morning, do you have a pile? I'm not talking about a pile of accomplishments of humanness that you did on your own. That's fine. I'm talking about a pile that you look at and go, that pile wouldn't exist if God wasn't real. He's the living God. In fact, look at the last verse in chapter 4. This is what God puts to all the 12 stones in the context of, in the last verse, Joshua tells the people. He did this. He, he led them across the Jordan. He parted the water. He told them to get the 12 stones. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is, not was, how we love to read the Bible with what God was doing. The hand of the Lord is powerful. And so that you might always fear the Lord your God, you all. It means to be in awe of him. God, you're full of surprises. God, you're, you're unexplainable. You're unexpectable. You, you're, 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 you're powerful then. You're powerful in that pile and that pile but there's new piles coming because there's new Jordans to cross. They may get bigger. The older you get, the battles get tougher. I know you think when we're young, it's tough. But older, the battles are hard because your bounce back is bounced off and gone. And now you got to face the, you need Jesus. Renew me, Lord. 
Let me be a witness, God, in my old years that you're faithful, that, that, you, that you've taken care of us well. You've protected and watched over us. You've heard our cries. You've taken us through failure and pain and heartache. God, when we didn't, didn't think you were close to us, you, you broke through. When I didn't think you could do anything greater or better, you go and amaze us with your wonders. Another pile, another pile. I don't want to be known by a gravestone. I want to be known that if you look back on his life, he's got piles of stone all through. There's a dude in chapter 6, 7, and, and, uh, and he ends up, his life ends under a pile like I showed you of those concrete broke up. He's, he, he, he's killed in a pile of stones because he walked in such rebellion against God, stole holy things from God. He ended up, his marker was, don't steal from God. That was what his stones, I don't, I don't want that pile. I'm not signing, I don't want the pile of Jamie ended on a pile of stones that said, don't take this path. I don't want to finish my life under a pile of stones of failure, of disobedience. I want to look back and say, God, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that pile. Thank you for that. Do it again. Do it again. He's not run out of stones. And he's not run out of miracles. He's not run out of blessings. Nobody's used them up by their pile. Just let their pile be an encouragement that God can do what you can't do if you let him, if you ask him, if you trust him. Start your pile today. Some of you started by, by, by taking whatever that next step, get baptized. I can't, it just, it boggles my mind that people procrastinate and put that off. But that's just human nature. We, we, the enemy will give you nine reasons not to obey God. He'll give you nine reasons today at the end of the message to say, you don't need to stand and say yes to Jesus as Lord. It's a, you, you have a private faith. It's not real if it's only private. It needs to be personal and public. You can have a personal faith, but you can't have a private faith. That's called cowardice. That's called being ashamed of Jesus. If you are too prideful to get baptized, that's not a good sign. If you, I'm just not a public person. Oh, well. Jesus didn't die saying, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to. No, he died because he loved us. He was put on a public shame. He asked you to follow him and do things that are, are public. And if you're embarrassed or ashamed of that, check your pile. You may not have one. You need to start one today that says, Jesus you're more important to me than my image. You're more important to me than what other people think. You're more important than even my own pride of wanting to be thought well of or whatever, whatever. Start your pile today. Have a history with God. Have something that said, I surrendered at this point. I went all in at this point. I know, never forget that's why I was so passionate about this church that's, that they're trying to take out of the vineyard in and, and, and Anaheim, California, because on their steps of their stage right here, I've got a pile of stones that changed my life at that church. I fell on my face before God at a conference and wept 
And God asked me a question that changed the trajectory of my life. He said, before you answer this question, you have no idea what it's going to cost you to do what I'm asking you to do. And it was in that place that I made a pile of stones. And it's, it's significant to me. And many of you, this place is significant in those ways. You stood right in a certain spot and said yes to Jesus. We used to have a disco ball that hung. It was, it was left over from the building when we bought it. Big, giant disco ball. We married people underneath it. And we'd have parties and turn it on and shoot lights all over the... I think we were the only vineyard in the country that had a disco ball. I think I was a little proud of it. It didn't make the remodeling cut. But let me tell you, and I had some people mad at me. Because he got married under that disco ball. I said, you're still married. You didn't, the ball didn't marry you. They got mad at me. If they'd have seen how it was hung day to thank Jesus that we took it down. Some redneck used a coat hanger. It's like a 70 pound. I mean, that thing is solid glass. If it would have fallen, you'd have gone to be with Jesus right there in that row. Boom. How'd you go? Disco ball fell on me. What was he preaching on? I can't remember. But I saw a lot of lights. It wasn't a disco ball. Disco ball's gone. Jesus is still here. I'm happy. It seemed like there was a point in that disco ball, but some memories you just better just move on from. Don't get stuck under the disco ball. That's the point. So start your pile today. And, and so I know what my point was. Some of you have, have, had come to Jesus moments here. Some of you got married here. Some of you have buried loved ones here. You, you, you see, their, their casket was right there. You know, that's where mine's going to be. I'm not going to be in some funeral home. Let me just help you. If it, it brings bad memories back to see my friend. No, it should bring. That's a pile of stones. That body's going to live again. That body's dead, but it's just waiting for the resurrection. That body, not some weird apparition ghost spirit that body gonna live again that body sown in mortality raised in immortality that body in the twinkling of an eye boom god's gonna download my dna boom same jamie without a pinched nerve same jamie and we may find out that this is the prototype some of you that have been fighting that waste on Rick, all that battles you fight to stay so good looking and thin. You may waste it all that and you find out. Jamie was the prototype? That was it? I could have gone for the fried Oreos? Come on. That's probably a good note to pray on. It's probably a good time to say, let's pray. Let's pray. I'd love today to be a day that maybe you start a pile of stones just by a simple surrender. Say, Jesus, take, take all of me. It's what I did in, as an 18-year-old in 1975. It wasn't dramatic. I cried some tears. 
but it was going public. Maybe this is your day to go public. Maybe you were listening online. Just, just whisper a prayer to Jesus. Say, Lord, take all of me. If you're here listening, just what a wonderful moment to just say, Jesus, I, this is something you can't do for yourself. and No one else can either. It's only the grace of God that can get you across from spiritual death to new life in Christ. Say, Jesus, come be Lord of my life. Invite him. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Invite him. Say, Lord, be my Savior. Cleanse my sins and come into my life. Lord, I thank you that you're hearing those whispers right now. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Capture them. And then, Lord, there's many here that have, have, have prayed that prayer, but they, they just hadn't gone public or they hadn't got baptized or they haven't come after the fullness of your spirit. Lord, I pray that their prayer will be do it again. Start another pile today, a fresh pile, fresh surrender, fresh reference point to say, Lord, March 20th, it was, it was a big day. I, I moved from being complacent, lukewarm, saying, Jesus, take all of me. Maybe you signed up to get baptized today. We'll do it Palm Sunday. Come, Holy Spirit. Give courage to those that need to take a stand. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's all stand together. And as we're standing, if there might be someone here that prayed that prayer, if you prayed it with me online, uh, please give us a note. We want to celebrate with you. Just say, I said yes to Jesus as my Lord. Send us a note. But maybe you did that in here this morning. And this is your day to take that giant stone out of the river and put that pile, start that pile of, I said yes to Jesus, says my Lord. Who needs to do that this morning? Just slip up your hand. Let me recognize you and just say, I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. Go ahead. Say, say I say yes to Jesus as my Lord. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. We ring that bell for you. We celebrate with the Father. Thank you, Jesus. Someone else, this is your day. March 20th, 2022. I said yes to Jesus publicly as my Lord. I wasn't ashamed of him. Don't ever think that was a little deal. That's a massive deal. That's a mess. If the enemy can't keep you from doing something, he'll try to minimize what you did. Man, man, no, hugely important. Anyone else? Come on. I say yes to this your day. Start your pile today. As my Lord. All right. Good job. Good job. <clears throat> Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to sing a song, and one of the lines in it is, do it again. Do it again, Lord. Let's come back as you're singing. Visit some of your piles that you celebrate. Go back to them and dance around them again say thank you god you did this then 
you're going to do more now. Do it again. Don't just hang on to what he once did. Let what he once did be an expectation of what he's going to do. Do it again, Lord. Let's worship together.